Welcome to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. If you're on a mission to be more frugal with both your time and money, you're in the right place. In this podcast, we talk about topics that help enhance living a frugal lifestyle. The goal is to save time and money where we can so that we can use the rest on what matters most to us. We talk a lot about both time and money management so that we can waste as little as possible on both. We do this while also embracing a progress over perfection mindset. If that sounds good to you, then please stick around for the latest episode right after a few quick words from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. Today, I wanted to share some tips to help you simplify cooking. For most of us, cooking is something we have to do most days, if not every day. So given it's not something that we can usually get out of, it's kind of a not negotiable task that we kind of have to do. So it's something that we should try to work at making easier when we can. And even if it is something that we enjoy doing, it still helps to make things a little bit easier sometimes, especially on those busy nights when our energy can be drained by the time we have to start cooking dinner. So by taking a few little steps to make it easier on ourselves can make a really big difference. And when cooking is too complicated or tiring, we can end up deciding just to order in. Um, And, you know, of course, that's fine once in a while. Most of us don't want really want to be doing that on a regular basis, um, especially when it's when we had planned to cook dinner and then we decide to order in instead because we don't feel like cooking the food that we had planned on making that night. It winds up costing a lot more, it's usually not as healthy, and it definitely leads to food waste because if we are buying a lot of food that we end up not cooking, then it's going to wind up getting thrown out sometimes. So it's really important to try to cook the food that we purchased and planned on making for meals. So like I said, today I'm going to share some tips that have helped me simplify cooking every night. So the first one, I'm not really going to spend a lot of time on, but but I have to mention it, of course, because it's meal planning. And um, I have a lot of, um, not a lot, but I have a few other episodes that are specifically on meal planning and types of meal planning. And then, of course, I have my weekly meal planning episodes, but those don't really go into too much detail about how to meal plan. Um, But I do have a few episodes. So if you are not already meal planning, you might want to first try to listen to some episodes or even just do some searches online on ways to put a meal plan together. Um, But that is obviously one of the biggest tips that I have to simplify cooking because just knowing what you're going to make at night makes life so much easier than having to stare at a freezer full of things and having no idea what to do with them. So the first other tip I want to share um, above meal planning is to make sure that when you are planning what to cook for a specific day and you're putting recipes together, make sure to consider the method that is used to cook each meal in your recipe. It is the worst when you're getting ready to cook and you realize that you've picked three recipes that all have to be cooked in the oven at different temperatures for sometimes lengthy amounts of time. 
I'm sure I can't be the only one who's done things like this, and I do occasionally still do this by accident when I'm not really paying enough attention um, when I'm creating my meal plan. But I've definitely gotten much more careful with making sure that most parts of the meal use different methods of cooking that can be done simultaneously. So like for example, if I'm cooking hamburgers on the stove, maybe I have baked beans heating up in the microwave and I have potatoes cooking in the air fryer or the oven. So I'm able to utilize different tools in the kitchen to have various things cooking at the same time and not waiting to cook something. Um, same thing even with the stovetop. Like I have one large skillet pretty much and then I have like two smaller ones. So I'm not gonna plan to make two things that I have to cook in a skillet. I'm gonna pick one of those and then, you know, maybe something else that has to either boil in a pot or cook in the oven or cook in the air fryer or the instant pot or whatever. But by kind of making sure that you're not using the same cooking methods for multiple recipes for your meal, um, it can save you a lot of time because sometimes if you do um, accidentally do that where you have a bunch of things that have to use the same thing to cook in, it's gonna take a whole lot more time to get your meal finished because you're gonna be waiting for one thing to finish before you can get the next thing in. And then um, you're gonna wind up probably eating really late and then the food that you had first cooked is gonna be cold by the time the, the meal is complete. Sometimes there's certain things where um, I will cook um, using the same method depending on um, how the different recipes, um, like kind of how they work out. Like for, for example, when I make baked ziti and meatballs, I bake the ziti while I'm preparing the meatballs. Um, the meatballs that I make do bake in the oven, but the, bakes, but the meatballs only have to bake for 20 minutes and the ziti is supposed to sit for 15 minutes after it comes out of the oven. So it works out perfectly. So I put the ziti in the oven, I sit there rolling the meatballs and getting them laid out on a baking sheet. When the ziti's done, I pull it out, I pop the meatballs in the oven, ziti sits on the counter for 15 minutes, meatballs bake for 20, it's a five, to five minute difference, who cares? Um, and that works out well. So it's just kind of knowing and kind of having a plan to make sure that you're not wasting time and kind of like waiting for one thing to cook while you're um, so that you can get the next thing in. So just consider the cooking methods for each of the recipes you're gonna make. Then another tip is definitely to make sure you read the recipe all the way through before you decide when you're gonna make it. I'm sure I can't be the only one who has come home a bit on the late side and started to cook dinner only to realize that the meal I was making required simmering for an hour. It can make for a late night and a really late dinner if you didn't realize how long the meal that you're preparing that night actually takes to make. So it's really important to make sure you kind of read through what all the steps are before you decide to make a meal on a specific night. And also remember to give the recipe a quick read the morning of if you can, because that will help remind you if there's any ingredients that you might need to defrost in the morning so that you make sure you have everything ready for when you're gonna be cooking in the evening. I am famous for forgetting to defrost cheese. On taco night, I, I um, always will be like, okay, I'm making tacos, let me go take the meat out. And I take the meat out and I think, all right, I'm all good, I got the meat out for the tacos tonight. And then I'll be driving to work and think, oh my gosh, I forgot to take the cheese out. Because I freeze um, my shredded cheddar, I buy like a few packages and I just freeze it and then take it out when I'm gonna use it. So um, I do need to take that out to defrost, usually for, for the taco night, unless I happen to have some leftover in the fridge from like a previous meal that week. 
Um, but it's just something that I always forget simply because I'll forget to just take a quick look at the recipe. If I just took a quick look at the recipe, I would see shredded cheese on there and it would remind me to go take it out of the freezer if I needed to do that. So that's just another thing. Just make sure you check your recipe, um, you know, quickly before, um, you know, that morning of the night that you're going to make it just to make sure that you've taken anything out that you're going to need for that night. Then another tip is to mix simple recipes with more complicated recipes. It can be difficult to manage the timing of cooking several recipes that are somewhat complex or time consuming. So when possible, I find that it's best to keep it to like one simple recipe and, um, or I'm sorry, not one simple recipe, one recipe that's a little bit more time consuming mixed with maybe one or two others that are much more simple to make. So like an example might be making a steak, which basically just requires marinating and then broiling or grilling. And then with a side dish that maybe might take a little bit more time to prepare and then maybe another side that's really simple to throw together. So with only one recipe that's a little bit more time consuming, um, it just makes it much easier to figure out the timing of putting the meal together. Um, if you find a meal that comes together with all really simple recipes to make, of course, that's even better. I'm definitely not suggesting that you have to have one of the recipes be more complicated. Um, I'm just noting that if you do have a recipe that's a little bit more complicated and takes more time and planning, that it just makes it a lot more simple to cook dinner if you have the other recipes be very simple to just kind of prepare and with very easy to identify cooking times. Like when you're making something that requires a lot of chopping and then adding this and stirring and blending and, um, you know, then maybe you have to um, cook up uh, butter with flour and then add milk and those steps all take a lot of time. So if you have one recipe that requires that and then another recipe that requires similar steps, at least for me, I find it hard to manage the timing of that and know kind of like how to make sure everything's done within a reasonable amount of time. So for me, I find it really helpful to just do kind of like one recipe that's more complicated like that and then the others are simple. Of course, it's not always the case. Sometimes there's certain things that I want to make together as a meal that are going to have multiple recipes that are more complicated, but I'm just saying like as a general everyday meal plan, I try to have no more than one recipe that's a little bit more complicated and time consuming. Um, to make. Then another tip is to definitely take shortcuts and substitute ingredients. There is no rule that a recipe needs to be followed exactly as it's written. And cooking with less ingredients and using what you already have saves time and it saves money. I would say probably at least half of the time and probably maybe even more, I skip some or many ingredients in a recipe. So unless you're very particular about what you're eating, most often, most times, um, skipping a couple of spices in a meal, it's going to be totally fine. You don't have to make the recipe exactly as written. I don't skip all the seasonings, of course. <laughs> I want to have some flavor in the recipe. But even just with a little bit of experience, you can kind of start to realize what things you can skip and what things you can't or what things you can maybe season um, with seasonings that you have rather than using the specific seasonings that are called for in the recipe. Now, of course, there's certain recipes where you do need a specific flavor. Like say if something, um, if you're making like cinnamon rolls, you need cinnamon. You know, like if, if it's something that requires like a very specific flavor, then of course you're not going to want to skip that. But when it's just uh, seasoning that's going to add flavor to a meal, 
you can almost always substitute with things you already have on hand and then skip some of the other ones also. You don't have to have every single um, ingredient that is in a recipe, especially when it comes to those very specific spices, because they can be really expensive. And if you're only going to use a tiny bit for one recipe and then never use it again, you're going to wind up throwing it away. So it's just very wasteful to um, buy very specific spices a lot of times when you really probably won't end up using them again. One thing I substitute a lot too is um, like cheeses. If I'm making say like mac and cheese and I only have like half of the cheddar cheese that I need, but I notice that I have a bag of shredded mozzarella maybe from a meal a couple nights ago that didn't get finished, I'll just like mix them together. And that way the mozzarella gets used up if it wasn't going to get used up for something else. And then I'll just use cheddar um, and come to the same amount of cheese that's needed, but it's a mixture of two different ones. You just kind of have to use your judgment on what might work. Like if I'm making baked ziti, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna substitute that with Swiss cheese or something weird like that. Like you kind of have to be like, hmm, I wonder if this would taste okay with this substitute. And a lot of times you can definitely um, substitute things as long as you're okay with like a little bit of a different taste than what it normally is, but still something that you think would be good to eat for dinner that night. Then another tip is to, is going to be to mix in easy meals during the week. Of course, if you want to or need to, you can do all easy meals if you want. But even if you want to make some more complex meals on certain days, it's always nice to have a really easy meal to make. Um, I don't really mind cooking and I often spend a good amount of time cooking dinner, but it's always kind of exciting knowing that I have a super easy meal to make on a given night. Um, and easy meals do not have to be unhealthy meals either. Um, I mean, some of my simple meals might not be the most nutritious, like for example, when we have our hot dogs once a month, but at the same time, I make salmon um, that is a really easy meal where I literally just place salmon in a baking dish, brush it with olive oil, sprinkle with seasonings and bake it. And that's a really healthy meal. So just because something is very simple doesn't mean it has to be um, an unhealthy meal. So don't discard easy meals thinking that they're going to be lower in nutrition. There are plenty of healthy meals that are super easy to make. So when you are planning out your um, meals for the week, try and think of which days are going to be very busy and which are going to require more simple meals to be made that night. And definitely try to get the get the um, nights aligned with simpler meals on busier nights and then maybe if you want to make something a little more complicated you do that on a night where you typically have a little bit more time and then another tip is going to be to keep moving through the recipe and i hope this makes sense to people but i find that sometimes if i'm making a recipe that visually looks like it has a lot of steps like i look at the recipe and it's like got like all these steps one after another Sometimes I'll just stand there staring at the recipe and not even starting because I'll just kind of be looking at it thinking, where do I even begin? And where you begin is by just starting, just like with anything else. If I stand there and stare at it and then I do one step and then I wait and then I stare at the next step and then wait, it's going to take me forever to, to take that meal, to make that meal. And sometimes when I'm tired and maybe I don't even feel like cooking dinner that night and I'm looking at this long recipe and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't even do this. I don't, I'm so tired. I don't feel like even going through all these steps. It's gonna be much worse than if I literally just start with step one and just keep moving. I, I often find that it is like, winds up being so much less difficult than I'm envisioning in my head um, to make this recipe just because sometimes looking at something can look overwhelming, but like with anything else, if you take it step by step, it usually winds up not being as big of a deal as you think. 
and um, it winds up just moving. I just wind up moving along. Like once I start and then I just make myself just move from step to step, it goes so much quicker than just kind of looking at it with this overwhelmed feeling. So just keep moving through the recipe. Do one step, then do the next, then do the next, and don't let yourself get overwhelmed with that if that's something that happens to you also, because it definitely does happen to me. And if it's truly just going to be too much for that day, then it might just have to be one of those days that you order in pizza or something else. You know, we all have those days sometimes, um, but just give it a try to just kind of try and keep moving and see if you can get through and make the, make the meal, and you'll see it probably won't be as bad as it seems. And then my last um, tip to simplify cooking, it's not really a tip, just the last thing I want to say, is practice makes perfect. The more you cook, the more you're going to start to develop habits that will make cooking quicker and easier for you. And you will find those little pockets of time to start prepping another part of the meal while you're waiting for water to boil or something to finish in the microwave. And when you find a meal that's particularly simple to make that you also really enjoy, make sure to keep track of it somewhere. You'll find those things. The more, the more you're cooking, you will find those things, but sometimes we forget to make note of them and then they get lost. So it's really important to keep track somewhere of meals that come together really easily and, and meals in, in whole, not just specific recipes. If you have a couple of recipes that work really well together and it was really easy to make, keep track of it somewhere. Because you don't want to, you don't want to lose that. Like that's part of the whole learning process. So either using a recipe app on your phone or a notebook or index cards or whatever it might be, it's really helpful to remember and be able to repeat those meals. And those come in handy, especially during really busy times of life. So if you find cooking um, too challenging or time consuming sometimes, maybe some of these tips can help you make your life a little bit easier um, when it comes time to preparing food. So that's going to be it for today's recipe for today's recipe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for today's episode. Um, I just want to ask if anyone is able to leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. It's been a couple weeks now, I think. So I could really, really use another rating and review on Apple podcast. So if you feel up to it, I would really, really appreciate it. That really does help the show grow. Um, so, oh, and I also want to mention too, another sponsor for the show is going to be myself. Um, I started an Etsy page on, um, on Etsy. <laughs> I, sometimes I say the stupidest thing. I started a, a shop on Etsy, not an Etsy, Etsy page on Etsy. It's, it's called um, Lola's Frugal Life. Um, I think it's just called Lola's Frugal Life Etsy shop. I forget if it's, it has the name podcast in it, but if you search for Lola's Frugal Life, you'll find it. I'm just doing like spreadsheets and time management things and budget things. And there's not a whole ton of stuff up there yet. I'm working on it. Um, But if you guys have any any ideas of things you'd like to see on there, feel free to reach out. Um, That would be really helpful. It's something I've always wanted to do and I always didn't do it because I... um, I just thought there's too many people doing it. But then I said, hey, why not give it a shot? Maybe it'll work out. So I'm not going to advertise it all the time on the show. Don't worry about that. Um, But I just thought... You know, I'll mention it a couple times here and there and sponsor myself on my podcast. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next week. So thank you for checking in for this podcast episode. And don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. And you can find a blog post for 
most of my episodes and definitely all of my meal plan episodes at lolasfrugallife.com. You can also join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so I could see your listening. Also, if you can please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, those ratings and reviews are what help the show come up better in search results so that other people can find this podcast. So that will really help me in growing my audience. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an awesome day.